1: I just got back from the Golden One Center game two technically, but day one of the California Classic here in Sacramento and game two featured the Kings and the Golden State Warriors. Unfortunately the Kings lost, but rookie Davion Mitchell shined in his Sacramento Kings debut so much so so that he was getting MVP chants from some of the fans in attendance. We'll talk about his debut. Also some disappointing performances from a couple other Kings that I do want to talk about, but today's podcast really is going to focus on Davion Mitchell, his journey to the NBA through Baylor as I'm going to be joined by one of his assistant coaches, technically the special assistant to the head coach at Baylor, Bill Peterson is going to be joining me. He has years of NBA experience, very well respected in and around collegiate and professional basketball. He's going to share some stories about working with Davion Mitchell and who Davion is as a player and a person and how he got or made his way into the NBA. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six, now seven years actually. And this will be season number eight for me covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And man, it was so, so, so good to be back in the Golden 1 Center, but to truly be back. In the Golden One Center, because I was in the G1C uh, for a handful of games last season with no crowd in attendance, and it just wasn't the same. It sucked. Quite frankly, it sucked. As gorgeous as that building is, and as fun as it is to see thousands of cardboard cutouts, it sucked. So to be able to have a nearly sold out crowd inside the Golden One Center for the California Classic for this game one uh, for the Kings, this summer league was just phenomenal. And their interaction, their cheering, just the it just it was normal. Now, everybody was wearing masks and there were, of course, social distancing guidelines and and things like that that were followed. Uh, But the Kings did a phenomenal job putting day one of the event on the game was fun uh, and just it, it was it was a blessing, truly to have a crowd back. You really don't know what you have until it's gone type thing. And I grew up as part of the Sacramento Kings fan base. I grew up with the Arco Thunder of the good old days and loved every second of uh, of the crowds inside the Golden 1 Center, the energy that they bring to each and every single game, even with the Sacramento Kings not being a playoff team for the last 15 season. Doesn't matter. Uh, the Kings fans, they just always bring it. Always bring it. And they did it again here for a meaningless summer league game. Now, everybody piled in to not only see Davion Mitchell make his debut, as well as a a couple other Kings players play. Some players like Robert Woodard or um, Jemais Ramsey, who unfortunately didn't end up playing. Jemais Kata also did not end up playing because of an injury. Uh, But also there were a good amount of Warriors fans in attendance. And I personally, as well as many Kings fans that I talked to tonight, were there to see Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga as well. Unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors decided that they wanted to rest those two rookies in literally their first ever NBA-ish game. Shame on the Golden State Warriors there. You're the marquee game on night one, taking on the host team. You know you're going to have fans in attendance as you're just up Highway, or rather Interstate 80, and you decide that the main two pieces of your team that people want to see you're going to rest and have not play. Now, as far as I know, there were no injury concerns or injury reasons to hold both of those out. I believe they will be playing in game two tomorrow against the Miami Heat, or I should say day two tomorrow, technically game three, but disappointing, disappointing. But nonetheless, the Golden State Warriors still won a final score 89 to 82, and we all got what we wanted from Davion Mitchell in this game. Now, some, some positives, And some negatives. We'll first talk about his stat line. 23 points on 9 of 18 shooting, which is fantastic. 2 of 6 from 3-point range. I thought in the first half, Davion did a really good job scoring in the flow of the offense. In the second half, he was relying a little too much on isolation ball offensively also uh, struggled to hit his free throws, which is something he's going to really need to work on is he did a good job getting to the line, but went just three of six also had uh, three total rebounds, just one assist, but that's okay. But the big thing, three steals in this game and two of them were in the backcourt. We got a glimpse of what Davion Mitchell, the annoying, pesky on-ball defender, can be. He forced a couple of steals leading to uh, fast breaks. It was excellent. and Every single time he he did get a defensive stop or or force a a steal, especially in the backcourt, he received a standing ovation. Like I said in the intro, he even received MVP chants uh, from Kings fans when he stepped to the free throw line. So I was very impressed by him as a whole. Now, I will say, the way Davion Mitchell is gonna play in Summer League and the way he's gonna play with the main roster is gonna be significantly different. And what I mean by that is Davion is is the the star, the go-to guy, the primary scorer, the primary ball handler for this King Summer League team. And he's at least shown in game one that he's capable of being that. However, when he plays with the main roster, theoretically, he's going to share a lot of time on the floor with both De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, who I believe will be the more primary ball handlers above him. Uh, especially if he shares the floor, floor with Fox, the ball's not going to be in his hand nearly as much as it was tonight. So we're going to see Mitchell play off the ball a little bit more, maybe more of a catch and shoot type player. The de- defense is going to be the same. So take everything you see from Davion Mitchell in summer league with a little bit of a grain of salt. Also, Davion left this game late. This game went to overtime, by the way, a two-minute overtime period. Uh, he left the game a little bit late, uh, holding what looked to be his hamstring, and he was asked about it after the game. He said it was just a cramp, no big deal. We'll see uh, if he plays. Hopefully, he does play in day two tomorrow. But a couple other players that I want to talk about. First one is Emmanuel Terry. Who is a big man that the Sacramento Kings signed to their summer league roster? He was very impressive. Uh, impressive reminded me, and I saw this comparison for a couple people on Twitter. Reminded me of Mikey Moore. You remember Mikey Moore for the Sacramento Kings, just this high energy, athletic big man. That's the kind of vibe that I got out of Emmanuel Terry. Maybe some Harry Giles in him a little bit too, Uh, but finished with nine points, 14 rebounds, had a couple of block shots, also a couple of steals. Uh, He was very solid in 26 minutes. I thought he was fun. Not going to overreact to it, but I thought he was fun to watch. I was a little disappointed by friend of the Lockdown Kings podcast, Robert Woodard's performance. Uh, I know after he showcased his scoring ability uh, in the G League, that he wanted to perform better than what he did in this game. He was, or he had eight points on four of 14 shooting went Oh four from three point range, which is an area of his game that Luke Walton says he needed to work on last season did finish with seven rebounds and a couple of, of, assists. Uh, but you just, I think expect more out of Robert Woodard in his second year, especially with his size and his strength against the summer league roster. So hopefully he does better as the, uh, summer league goes on. Like I said, Jim Myers Ramsey did not play in this game. Uh, not Neither did um, Nemais Uh We did get to see a little bit more of uh, Louis King, and, and he was... Okay, sloppy at times, finished with eight points, three of nine shooting from the field. I don't know if he's going to get a two-way contract with this Kings roster this year. Uh, And then unfortunately, we didn't get to see any of uh, Alex Autenticumpo, the younger brother of Giannis Autenticumpo. He did not play in this game, which I know some fans were disappointed about. But it was a fun night in the Golden 1 Center. Davion Mitchell looked really, really good. And now you're going to get to hear all about Davion Mitchell, who he is, who he was in college, his journey to the NBA, my conversation with special assistant coach Bill Peterson of Baylor coming up just after this. Before that, though, I want to let you know that today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Simply put, they're covered in 100% chocolate, come in a bunch of different flavors. My favorite is mint brownie. And, And if you think mint brownie isn't the best tasting bar out of this group, I'm sorry you're 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 just dead wrong. But they do have other great flavors like coconut, uh, like raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel to name a, fl- a few and what you can do is go on to built.com and order a mixed box as your first box. It'll send you two of each of their primary flavors. You try them out And then the ones you like, you just jot down or remember when you go to order your second box, you can then pick and choose the bars that you want. And these bars are 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from only 130 to 180, uh, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. They're delicious. They taste like candy bars and they are healthy for you. Go to build.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get a 15% off discount on your next order. That's promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Since Davion Mitchell was drafted to Sacramento, I have heard nothing but You're going to love this kid. Sacramento's going to love this kid. He's going to make an immediate impact. He's going to bring that defensive intensity and hustle that the Sacramento Kings have been looking for, for quite some time. And I have a feeling I'm going to hear more of that, but from someone (laughs) who will know Davion Mitchell better than anybody I've talked to, to this point, joining me right now here on the locked on Kings podcast, the special assistant coach, at baylor university someone who spent a lot of time in the trenches with davion mitchell he is here on locked on kings to share with us who davion is and what he is bringing to sacramento bringing to the nba coach thank you so much uh for joining me bill it's it's an absolute pleasure to be able to speak with you welcome in my friend and i look forward to hearing the secrets and just all the details behind who davion mitchell is as a soon-to-be nba player
0: Thanks, Matt. Um, I'm thankful to join you, and uh, looking forward to visiting with you, and just sharing with you about Davion and uh, what's he all about. He's all about as a person, and uh, also as a basketball player.
1: I got to make sure I get this in too, because I don't want to sell you short. Bill Peterson is uh, many years of NBA experience, longtime assistant uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, also spent time uh, in the NBA uh, G League with the uh, Bayhawks as well. So you have plenty of coaching experience, both at the NBA level and at the college level. So you understand (laughs) the bridge between these two. So can you give us an understanding then of how ready Davion Mitchell is to bridge that gap? to take that next step forward in your mind?
0: You know, he, uh, first off, he is a tremendous kid, and uh, he's a great worker. He lives in the gym. You know, everybody says it, but he does it, and you see him do it. Uh, He spent a lot of hours coming up here, and one of the things we talked a lot about preparing him for the NBA is you need to learn to watch film and not just watch yourself. You know, we have another assistant that's in charge of video, Ty Beard, and he is great setting things up for Davion and getting him clips to watch. And so we took eight players Davion liked in the NBA, Uh, point guards, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly. And he took a little bit from each one. Like Patrick Beverly, he wanted to see on-ball defense. Uh, Chris Paul, he wanted to see snake in the ball screen. Russell Westbrook, he wanted to see attacking him downhill. So he would come up in the uh, mornings a lot of times after his workouts and sit for an hour with the GA watching film of different NBA players. And that we had clipped 50, 100, 200 clips so that he could see how they play and how they attack different things and what they do. And uh, he, he is very well prepared, not only to play in the NBA, to, but, but to be successful in the NBA.
1: Well, funny enough, one of his biggest weaknesses, and I use air quotes when people were breaking down his his uh, ability as a draft prospect heading into this draft, was that he was on the older side. He spent three years technically uh, playing in college, really four years redshirted, I believe, his first year at Baylor, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, a lot of, I guess, NBA level scouts and, and talent evaluators do uh, look at that as a weakness, because I guess it's longevity of career. Uh, but I mean, you have to be able to last in the NBA first in order to have that long of a career. Right. But. I've almost view that as a strength, especially in the, the King situation, because in this draft, they were looking for someone who can come in and be an immediate contributor, an immediate impact player. They don't need another long-term project who's going to take two, three, four years to develop to maybe reach his NBA ceiling. Am I right in assuming that Davion Mitchell is ahead of the game because of his age is going to be that immediate impact player that the Kings are looking for?
0: Yes, 100%, very much so. He, uh, you know, a lot of times... It- I would say like this, you know, sometimes when you get a Christmas present, okay, and you get it and you open it and you find out you got to put it together, okay, and you got to put it together and you're not really sure how it goes together because that's not something you're really good at. Well, we talk a lot of times in our meetings as a staff uh, with Scott and our other assistants. Uh, I want something that's already put together. I want something that's ready made to go as soon as I pull it out of the box. So I don't need to spend any time uh, teaching myself how to put it together. This kid is ready-made to go because of his age and because of maturity and because of his experience. You know, you're not going to have a guy as a rookie that like, oh, geez, you know, he's not on time. Or, oh, geez, we're going on the scout report. He's not paying attention. Or, oh, man, we put all these sets in. He doesn't know what's going on. Or, oh, man, in the NBA we run – you realize every game, Davion, we run 15 to 20 ATOs, and you got to be able to go from the floor, from the bench to the floor and run that play. And you got to know where to go. And you're the point guard. You got to know where everybody else is supposed to go, too. Well, he knows all that. All right. He's already done that here. And he's prepared for that at his age to be successful doing that. And he's not going to change. He's not going to go backwards. He's only going to get even better as he understands the NBA more and understands players. He's not going to quit working less. You know, he's going to keep working more to get in the Kings facility or get with the assistant coaches or whatever it is that he needs to work on. Uh, to be a better pro.
1: Bill, I don't know if you, or what your reaction was to seeing Davion selected by the Kings at nine. It was it was general surprise here in Sacramento with the current roster that the Kings have with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton as the backcourt of the future here. Uh, but the more we thought about it and the more I've been talking about it in, in terms of filling a need for the Sacramento Kings, Davion Mitchell seems to do a lot of what this Kings team is lacking, especially on the defensive end. The Kings had an historically bad defense last season, and defense has been a weakness for this entire 15-year playoff drought that they've been in. But on top of that, the Kings have lacked someone with that dog mentality, that fight. The will, uh, the guy that's willing to put in the extra effort, especially on the defensive end of the floor, to make things happen. It seems like Davion Mitchell checks both of those boxes and then some.
0: Very much so, Matt. He, uh, he is going to bring that intent- defensive intensity. And he will do it from the beginning. And he is a dog on defense, okay? He's not backing down from anybody. Uh, yes, I was really surprised that the Kings took him because of Halliburton and Fox. But I will say this on the other hand, when you look through the West, and I look at all the point guards in the West that they have, you know, now Russell Westbrook's with the Lakers. And you got Chris Paul with Phoenix. And you got Jai Morant with um, Memphis. And you got uh, Lillard and McCollum in Portland. Okay, those guys are all all all-star type players, okay? Well, Davion's not backing down for him. And I'm not going to tell you he's going to stop them all, but he's going to be a pest. And he's going to stick his chest on people, and he's going to get after people, and he's going to keep people out of the lane to the best of his ability. And he will not give in. He's not going to, you know, they call him, they say his nickname's off-night because a lot of people who would play against him would have off-nights because he's going to bring it defensively every night and he will be an elite defender in the NBA. And uh, when you have that mentality as a coach uh, and you're setting a defense, well, the point guard's the head of your defense. He's the head of the snakes. And if he's soft or people are going by him and people are in help position all the time, then your defense is going to suffer. But I know with that kid, he may not get a lot of steals and you know deflections and stuff, but you're going to struggle to get by him every single night because he's going to put his body on you. And he's gonna he's gonna uh, form a wall, and he's not gonna let people just drive in there and score. And he'll take it personal. And, you know, we got to get better. I got to get better. You know, and this is how we play. And this is what we need to do because he knows that's why we. That that's one of the big keys to help us win a national championship. And he firmly believes that. That's that's who he is. It's not an act.
1: That attitude, that pride. Am I right in assuming that's something that you you can't teach and something that is seemingly less common, especially at the NBA level. We know scoring gets you paid and and all the highlight plays and the focus is on what you can do with the ball in your hands offensively. But players that play the way Davion Mitchell play, that that has that attitude, that willingness to do all the dirty work are essential to championship teams.
0: Yes. You know, I used to talk a lot to Davion about, you know, Davion, everybody wants to score and that's all great. They want to make assists. You know what gets you paid, Davion? Winning. Okay. You know what people want in the NBA? Winners. And if you go wherever you go and you have, you're a spark and you can help generate and you can help them get to the playoffs, that's winning. All right. Uh, people don't pay for losers. And eventually if you lose long enough, you know what they do? They fire you and they find someone else. They fire the coach. They fire the GM. They fire the players. Because the NBA professional sports is about winning. And if you know how to do that, which he does at a high, high level. He did it here at Baylor. You know, in two years, I tell people all the time, our record was 54 and six. We lost six games in two years. And he was a huge, uh, the COVID year without the tournament, we were 26 and four. And this year we were 28 and two. And we had really good guards. Jared Butler's with the Jazz, Macy Oteague, who's with the Jazz. Adam Flagler, who's coming back this year, will be one of the best guards in the country. And and Mark Vidal, the kid that's uh, is a superb defender, is with Portland in Summer League. Um, but that, that's why we won. It was that mindset that, you know, we're not going to let you score, and we're not giving you easy baskets, and we're not giving in. And uh, that's who he is every day.
1: Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for you to go to a local chain and get the parts that you need. Why face intimidating questioning and just sit there for the counterman to order the parts that only his warehouse carries with no real negotiable price. Instead, you can go online and go to rockauto.com, find the parts you need for the best prices Order them and save yourself some money. I've told this story a couple times. Just recently, I ran over a tire. It was blown into my lane uh, on the freeway, and it, it bent my radiator and ruptured my fuel line. The parts were going to cost a ton of money, and it was going to cost me over $4,000 total to fix everything. I cut that in half just by going to rockauto.com and ordering the parts that I needed rockauto.com is an incredible resource. You don't have to have any membership or pay any fees uh, to be a part of it. You just go shop and get the best deals in auto parts. And when you go to rockauto.com, uh, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. The Kings have gotten in trouble far too many times in the past of drafting for positional fit instead of best player available. And general manager Monty McNair made it clear they selected Davion Mitchell at nine because he was the best player available and positional needs, even though there are a lot of wings available that maybe I expected the Kings to go out and get like a Moses Moody or even a, a book Knight. Instead, going for the best player available here is something that Uh, I I believe will pay off for Sacramento, something that they haven't necessarily done in the past. But when asked about finding court time for Davion Mitchell with Fox and Halliburton, McNair simply said, our best players are going to play. And when I heard that, it said that that was him saying to me, Davion Mitchell is going to find a spot in this rotation no matter what. So then we started talking about the possibility of this three guard lineup. It seems like in the modern NBA, you can't have enough ball handlers and primary distributors. So the idea of Fox, Halliburton, and Mitchell working together, what are your thoughts on, on the three of them? How versatile that can be, even if Mitchell, who I've this may be the biggest criticism, he's a little bit undersized at the NBA level. What is your thought of the three of them potentially working together instead? You know,
0: we we won the national championship and essentially we played three guards. And I don't think it ever hurts to have two point guards on the floor at the same time, especially if they can make threes, okay? You know, a one or a two or whatever, if they can make threes, if they can, you know, we have a mantra here that we talk a lot about. And we want guys who can dribble, pass and shoot, okay? If we can find guys that can dribble, pass and shoot and we can teach them some of our basics defensively, then we can play a lot of different guys Uh, almost positionless, you could say. Like, you can play the one, and Davion played a lot of one here, but he also played off the ball. Jared Butler brought the ball up a lot, and he ran the team, and we ran Davion off screens and off curls a lot of times. So I think it's something that's really intriguing that possibility, having uh, Fox, Halliburton, and Mitchell out there, uh, all three together. And the other thing I'll say, too, um, I, I can pretty much bank. I, I coached in the NBA 11 years. Davion Mitchell will play, Matt, for the Kings. He will find a way on the floor, and Luke Walton will get him and say, I got to play this guy. I got to play this guy. Because you know what he does? He wins. He wins. Like He he stops. When you need to stop, he gets a stop. Uh, there's so many little things, you know, Matt, I can tell you that, one of the things that I did, um, and all of our coaches do, but my role, I'm not allowed, not allowed to watch film with them, okay? That's a violation. So uh, what I do is I, I clip clips for them, and I let them watch it. I'll say, hey, I got 30 clips for you. So I would do that for Jared Butler a lot, and I would do it some for Davion. Davion would watch with another coach, and, uh, but he knew I always had clips for him after every game. So we're in the bubble in Indianapolis, and uh, I always had clips for Jared. And I'd give Jared the clips, and uh, we talk about it. He'd come back and say, I saw this. Or one of the things we preach a lot defensively is, can you see ahead? In the NBA, you have to recognize what's coming because those guys are so such good athletes and so long, and it doesn't take any time at all for them to cover ground and distance. If you're not already in the help or anticipating it, you're beat. Okay, you're not quick enough to get there or big enough. You know, Kevin Durant, 6'11", and his strides are nothing. To him to cover distance, LeBron James. It's in a second. He's at the rim. Um, the same thing with big guys. DeAndre eight, and He floats to the rim. He's got it. And he's it's in the basket before you even realize it. So the ability to see ahead. Hey, they're running UCLA cut, or hey, they're running floppy, or hey, I know a double. They're running um, a double screen on the baseline for guys. Whatever it is. So anyway, in the bubble, uh, I give Jared the, the clips, and uh, we're in this big ballroom in Indianapolis, and I think it's right before the Final Four. And I gave him the computer, and I walked away. And uh, I was talking to some of the other coaches. I turned around, Matt, and across the ballway, Jared's gone, and Davion Mitchell's sitting at my computer. And he's watching his clips, okay? And I never said a word to him. And when I went up to him later and he said, well, I know you got clips all the time for me, and I wanted to see if you saw anything that I didn't for the game. Uh, And that's what I'm talking about, Matt, that kind of stuff of being proactive and taking care of it. I never said a word. I never said, I got clips for you. Why don't you watch? Nothing. He saw Jared. He knew I had clips for him all the time. He sat down, he, he watched. And a matter of fact, he said, he said, coach, I remember on that one play, he said I was trailing the screen and I didn't get on the guys outside butt cheek and I got clipped by the screen and I wasn't there in time to, to steal the ball or make a deflection, you know? So those are all the little things he's going to bring every day.
1: You know, It probably won't ever come out. And I'm sure he's going to be asked about it when we get the opportunity to speak to coach Walton for the first time. But I imagine if Luke had his say or or had his voice heard for who he would like, I imagine Davion Mitchell was high on his list for a lot of the reasons you just listed. Luke is very much a a film room philosophy type guy, and he's been asking for a defensive contributor and competitor like Davion Mitchell for the last two years that he's been in Sacramento. So in so many ways, Mitchell checks those boxes for Walton as well. But you, you brought up shooting. And that's one of the uh, major points of debate with Davion Mitchell that I heard throughout this entire draft buildup is, hey, this jump from the low 30s and three-point shooting percentage to 44, 45% from three-point range, is that an anomaly or did something change with Davion, his mindset, how, or maybe his his shooting stroke, just did he do anything different that you noticed from that season to this season to get that three-point shooting? And do you expect that shot to translate to the NBA level?
0: Yes, I do expect it to translate. And yes, he did something different. So last summer um, during um, COVID, uh, we were not allowed to work our guys out. So we were, they were allowed to come in the gym and they could come in with the GA. So we put a schedule together in uh, September when I got back to school. We're not practicing yet. We're in the evenings. We would uh, take a different coach every night of the week and check them in, take their temperature and have them sign in. And they could come in with a gym, in the gym, did our practice gym with a GA at one basket and work out. And because we were only allowed three in the gym at one time or four at a basket, you know, we had four. We have six baskets. So one at uh, all four baskets that we use, uh, GA with them. So we took seven, eight, and nine. And my night was Wednesday night. So one night Davion came in and and um, we were just sitting there talking and he said, Coach, what do I got to do playing the NBA? What do I got to do playing the NBA? I said, Well, three things, Davion. I said the first thing is you've got to deliver the ball. You got to be better passing the ball. Your assist turnover has to be higher. And the second thing is you have got to be better uh, defensively from a standpoint of off the ball. You're really good on the ball, but you've got to get more steals and you've got to learn to anticipate and see ahead. And then the last thing is you've got to make threes, Davion. You've got to make threes. You've got to get in the gym and rep it and rep it and rep it. And you've got to get that ball up. He shot a little low when he was at Auburn, and he made a little bit of adjustment to get it up higher and get it off a little better and follow through. And you know you can tell a kid to do that, Matt, but it's up to him to do it. So he got legendary for. The, we have a couple of GAs, a kid named Rem that's at Arizona now, and another kid named Matt Gred that's at Boston College. We're GAs here, and he would meet him up the meet them up here at 5 a.m. every morning, and he would work out for an hour uh, on his three point shot again and again and again. And it wasn't once in a while; it was every day. Every day and every day when we played this past season, uh shoot arounds at two o'clock when we play at home. I would go down about 115, 110 just to see who's in the gym, who's preparing. Davion's always out there with Ram and Matt Gray, and he's coming all ball screens and he's throwing it back to him, or he's throwing a pocket pass, stepping back, shooting a three again and again and again. And I'm not talking about once in a while. Every time we played at home, he's out there 40 minutes before shooting around, working on his three-point shot, delivering the ball and working on that three-point shot. And I don't think it's going to uh, go away. I only think it's going to get better because he's going to spend the time in the gym. You know, he, he's a very simple young man, and, it you know, he's not a, not a party guy. You know, he's not going to be running around chasing girls and all this stuff. He's got a great girlfriend, Lexi, who's a wonderful person that uh, was here at Baylor with him. And he spent a lot of time with her and he spent a lot of time in the gym. And I think he plays video games a little bit, but not very much.
1: Sounds like my kind of guy. Well, I mean, it also sounds like a, a guy who who loves the game of basketball and you have to love the game of basketball in order not just to get to this level, but to succeed beyond this level. A lot of players sometimes make it to the NBA and they think they made it, right? Well, no, the, the journey's really just beginning and it sounds like yes, it is. he has that, uh, that work ethic. So, I mean, I alluded to this a little bit, Bill, in, in the introduction, but like I said, I've just heard from different people, man, you're going to love this kid. You're going to love this kid. And Sacramento always embraces the players who not only want to be here but want to put in the work want to play hard and who give their all uh, on the floor and look the Sacramento Kings you know uh, they've been struggling for playoffs they've been struggling to win for a while so it sounds like the winner that Davion Mitchell is is exactly what this team is looking for so do you uh, last question do you agree with everything that uh, we've heard so far that Sacramento is going to love Davion and what he's going to yes
0: bring? yeah I'd be shocked if If the people there don't love him and the coaches don't love him, I don't know anybody on the staff there now, but, uh, you know, friends of mine in the NBA that were farther back in the draft uh, that know about Davion, uh, you know, a, a couple of the friends that I have in Phoenix, friends that I have in Milwaukee, friends that I have in Utah all of them were like, man, I wish he'd fall Well, that. We we know that's not going to happen. You know, he's going to be a lottery pick because he's going to play like that every night and he's going to take it as a personal challenge when he guards those people. So you're not going to have a guy out there that goes, ah, you know, he scored on me. So what, you know, I'll tell you a story. We played Houston in the final four and um, uh, Alvin Brooks, the, the third is one of our assistants and his dad is an assistant at Houston, and he just got the job at Lamar. And Kelvin Sampson's a great coach, and they're known to be really tough, okay? They're really a tough team, and they play defense, and they really scrap, and they fight. And we preach that to our guys. is going to be a war. is going to be a war. You're going to have to really get after it, you know, and it's going to be a battle. These guys are going to compete every single night, you know, every minute. That's how Kelvin teaches, offensive rebounds, physical. And uh, obviously we played great. We got up 20, 25 in the uh, first half. And then being a second half, Scott took Davion out and uh, it's a competitor he is. Okay. And he knew they were going to bring it and he was going to answer the charge. So Scott took him out about the 16 minute mark. And he walked by the bench and said, coach, don't freaking take me out. I want to beat them 40. I want (laughs) to beat them 40 coach. This is about winning. This is about winning coach. And you know, got to sit on the bench and calm down. But he is a hugely competitive individual, you know. And, and the, the last thing I'll say, Matt, he loves the game of basketball, you know, and he's not going to be a guy. And you're right. I spent 11 years in the NBA and numerous guys I'd see come in the NBA and they get drafted in first round and they'd work pretty hard for a while. And they go, wow, I, I've made it. I've made it. I got guaranteed money for three or four years. I'm set. You know, I'll just show up for practice and everything. You know, he won't be that way every day after practice, Matt, almost every single day. He was really good friends with our guards, Macy Oteague and Jared Butler, really close to Macy Oteague because they both set out the same year. They had to both redshirt when they transferred. He played one on one with Macy Oteague every single day after practice. One time from the elbow, one time from the top of key, one dribble, one time in the post. And we had a G.A. No, O'Bim, who was a former football player, that loved to talk trash. And they'd be out there 40 minutes after practice still playing one-on-one, talking trash about, you can't score on me. You can't make that shot. You know, just he loves to play the game of basketball. And it's infectious because other guys love to be around him and other guys some days just start stay out there and play one-on-one. But every day, Macy Oteague and Davion Mitchell were out there. Well, if he's like that in the NBA – he's going to be successful.
1: Well, I can't wait for videos that come out of training camp of De'Aaron Fox being guarded by Davion Mitchell yeah. just to see how that goes for the first time, because I'm sure those two competitors are going to love going at each other. Tyrese Halliburton as well. And and funny enough, Sacramento Kings six-man legend and current or new head coach of the, the G League Stockton Kings. He's also the head coach of the Kings Summer League this year. Bobby Jackson has yes. always been incredibly complimentary of, um, of Davion Mitchell and, and what he's brought already so far. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing it work out and then uh bill i would love to have you back on at some point maybe at the end of the season midway through the season just for us to talk about what he's done at the nba level because i expect i mean based off of what you said don't want to put too much expectations on a rookie, but i expect him to hit the ground running in the nba and i expect him to uh, fall in love with the city and the city to fall in love with him very quickly
0: i I would love to come back on at all-star break or mid-season and and i i don't know bobby jackson but i do know he was a competitor when he played and uh, actually was in the NBA with the Bucks when he was playing. And Bobby Jackson going to love Davion Mitchell. You know, I just know from the kind of kid he is and, and how he's going to learn and grow. And one thing that you, you know when you put on the table with Davion Mitchell, he's going to compete every single night and he will be an elite defender. You know, he may not go out and get 20 or 30, all right, but he's going to be able to get enough points but his, his true value is going to be stopping the other team and just really, you know, making, uh, taking pride in it, you know, and saying, Hey, this is who we are and this is what we believe in. And this is, how we can get to the playoffs, you know, is a Kings organization.
1: I'm going to sneak one more thing in there too, because I'm also excited because it sounds like Mitchell has the potential to make his teammates better immediately too, by the intensity that he brings defensively in practices. But also, I mean, the Kings have been looking for that, motivator. And I don't know how much of a leader he's going to be as a rookie in his first year with the Sacramento Kings organization, but it sounds like just playing against him and playing with him, you're going to want to match what he provides. You're going to want to obviously beat him when he's guarding you. uh, And there's going to be some accountability that he brings into the NBA as well.
0: Yes, uh, I agree. You know, I think, uh, I don't know De'Aaron Fox, but I can see Davion grabbing him and saying, Hey, we're playing one-on-one. Let's go. You're the best on this team. And I want to learn from the best and I want to be able to stop you. You know, Matt, we had, uh, we had a Kid, we, we scrimmaged a lot best on best and up until the final four and we got to like three to two days before and uh, we were scrimmaging best on best and we had a young guard named LJ Cryer a freshman and he was on Davion's team and he wasn't playing very hard and he was griping about the fouls and how physical it was and Davion went to coach Drew. Coach Drew happened to be coaching his team and said uh, coach get LJ out. Okay, And then he got LJ and said, LJ, you're not going to act like that. We're trying to compete to win the national championship. I don't know that he'll do that from the beginning with the Kings, but after he gets his feet wet and he knows how good he can be defensively and how it can affect other people, he'll start telling other people, come on, man, we're better than that. We can't let them score. We need stops. We need stops. And he knows he's the head of the snake. And if he can get in somebody's – Uh, drawers and he can get after them and they're not moving around free and easy scoring he knows his team's going to be better and I think you'll see that you know he may not holler and get on guys but he'll do it from an example standpoint Of that's who he's going to be every day
1: Bill this was an absolute pleasure thank you so much for doing this I look forward to doing it again in the near future appreciate your insight best of luck to you and and Baylor next season and uh, we'll have you back on very soon because I could spend another hour and a half talking to you about (laughs) just basketball and Davion of course.
0: Great. Good talk to you, Matt. If you happen to see Davion, tell him we're all proud of him and uh, looking forward to seeing him play in Summer League in Vegas.
1: I loved every second of that interview with Coach Peterson. Really appreciate him coming on. I hope to have the opportunity to have him back on maybe midway through this upcoming season where we can talk about Davion Mitchell's progress. But so many great stories about Mitchell's time in Baylor. I thought it was interesting, the information he shared about Mitchell adjusting and, and working on his jump shot, and that's why He made that massive leap uh, in his final year at Baylor shooting uh, beyond the arc. And we saw glimpses of how good his three-point shot can be uh, in the California Classic tonight. So very much looking forward to seeing the work ethic that you just heard so much about translate to a very successful NBA career for the Sacramento Kings. First and foremost, I'm already a big fan of Davion Mitchell, and I look forward to seeing more. If you enjoyed that conversation, anything stood out to you? Share with me what you liked, uh, and you can uh, do so on Twitter at Radio. You can email me mgeorge@saclocalmedia.com, or you can leave a comment down below. Let me know what you're excited about with Davion Mitchell, maybe even concerns that you have about about Davion Mitchell. He, of course, isn't the perfect player. He would have gone number one overall if he was. So any concerns that you may have, any responses that you have to that conversation, please let me know. I'd love to engage in conversation with you. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review for the Locked On Kings podcast, that would be incredible uh, best place to do that is on apple Podcasts or itunes hit five stars and leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast uh, it's a good place for constructive criticism anything you would like to hear on the podcast or just a blurb about why you would encourage others kings fans or otherwise to listen to the podcast please do that there and also thank you to those on youtube who have already gotten us over a hundred subscribers. This is video number five, video podcast number five. The the channel's only been alive for a week already, over a hundred subscribers there. If you uh, haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. Hit that thumbs up as well. Look at me, sounding like a YouTuber now. I'm getting it. I'm getting the hang of it. I'm enjoying doing video content, looking forward to doing more uh, video exclusive content there as well. And then of course, my audio listeners, my OGs, I love you so, so, so much. Uh, And I can't wait for tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. I hope you will join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. If you're going to the Golden 1 Center for the California Classic, hit me up on Twitter or via email. Let me know you're going. I'd love to meet with you. I met with like five or six different listeners to the podcast tonight. I appreciate you all so, so much. You know who you are. Uh, Appreciate your support. I love talking to you. I miss talking to Kings fans at the Golden 1 Center, so if you're going, Let me know, and I would love to see you and spend some time with you before the game, after the game, during halftime, regardless. Summer League is a perfect uh, environment to have those conversations, even while the game is going on. So I hope you will join me for the next episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.